Today's episode, we are with the number one bullshit expert named Caitlin Tierney. Caitlin, as your dad would say. Caitlin, as my dad would say. My dad has been getting you mixed up <laughs> with a girl I was seeing 10 years ago for uh, the last 10 years. Every time I say I'm going to meet Caitlin, he goes, Caitlin, thought you were finished. Yes, dad, since I was 18, actually. <laughs> it's Caitlin without the T. So if you could, and you don't have to introduce yourself, just say something, right? Yes. Keep speaking, right? I'm pointing at this camera and look down. Yeah, 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 yeah. And come closer. Bring this closer? Yeah, bring this closer. <laughs> for, the, for the thumbnail. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's no, but you need to speak. Oh, yeah, you fucking dick. What are you doing? You cut. That's it. There we go. <laughs> Banging. So that's that'll be awful. the thumbnail. That was, so <laughs> that was the most bizarre intro I've ever done. If you're listening, basically, I was just trying to get Kaylin to. <laughs> point of the camera so that I could make a thumbnail exactly like Stephen Bartlett so that I can get loads of views like he does. But anyway, yeah, we were basically just debunking the nonsense that Stephen Bartlett himself has been. And he can sit and say that he doesn't, he just asks the questions, but he doesn't because he has his money embezzled and all of these companies that he, he, he has, he has been promoting. He basically has them on, then promotes promotes them and then profits off of their bollocks so he actually does have a duty of care to the people of of the country to not be spouting absolute nonsense when you're profiting from it but yeah we debunked what did we that jason fung the latest guy he had on we we're speaking about him for a while just how the whole podcast is set up and kaylin uh what is your degree in again because people always ask me and i'm like i think it's something to do with nutrition oh really yeah what is that again it's basically a broad biology course from University of Glasgow in physiology, sports science, nutrition. But you would be the first person I would go to to like try break down a study for me or oh, thank you. <laughs> a word a word I don't understand in terms of nutrition or exercise physiology. I would ask you what it is. So like proprietary, I didn't know what it mean and now right. I know exactly what it means. Yeah, yeah. It means it means they can fabricate stuff. Essentially. You can say that. <laughs> <laughs> you can say that. But that's how they use it. That's how like Athletic Greens and Huel and stuff use it. Athletic Greens, Huel, I mean, even companies like... Anyway, okay, yeah, yeah. by the by. So before you listen, if you could rate the podcast on Spotify, four, try to get 500 Four out of five. Four, definitely not. I'll come to your house. Like and subscribe on YouTube and all that jazz and enjoy the show. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think I'm, to be honest, I'm short-sighted, so I can't really see that shit. Are you blind? I'm Legally? very, I'm, I'm very short-sighted. Are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never see you wear glasses. Because apparently, since not going to the opticians and not wearing glasses, my eyesight's improved. So I don't wear glasses because of that. <laughs> right. For someone who's very, like, bang on the money with academics, that sounds backwards to me. But okay. What do you mean? Yeah. So, like, where, oh, so you, you, I heard someone saying this the other day that your your eyes actually get worse when you use wear glasses. glasses. Yeah, that, 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 that's good. I, I'm speculating, but. So I went to the opticians. I've got 20-20 vision, so I don't need to think about it. Yeah, I went to the opticians maybe like three or four times over the last like 10 years. And every time I've went, they've said that my eyesight's improved. So I always had this thing about not wearing glasses anyways because I got a little bit of bullying in, in primary school for, for wearing them. Oh, I did see the pictures. Yeah. You speak up a wee bit, by the way. Like four, people would call me like four eyes, which is like, people, yeah, yeah, fair I enough. I have seen the picture of you. you did With glasses? At, you did look a wee bit... Milky bar kitty. Do you know what that is? 
the Milky Bar kid. It's hard to go shove pencils over the nose and no, kill, but that's related to Milky Bar as well. No, the Milky Bar kid's a little get blonde guy. And he massive, massive specs. Oh yeah, it was very much like that. Yeah, huge yeah, ones. Yeah. So you you stopped wearing them before as well then. Like uh, when you were a kid, did you stop wearing? Yeah, I stopped wearing them maybe like first year of high school. So I was maybe at the age of like 13. Um, and that was also for the, the fact that like whenever you're, I was like big into football. So whenever you like head a ball, I always had like a fear of heading the ball with glasses. Yeah, a few people that used to wear goggles when I used to play and it's not, it's <laughs> yeah, not yeah. a look. <laughs> yeah, it's, not, it's not an ideal look. Um, so it was nothing to do with the ladies? Nothing to do with the ladies at that time. Um, I just really didn't enjoy wearing them. Plus, like, the only time I've worn them really in the last probably 10 years, like I have them in my room right now, but the only time I've worn them in the last 10 years is when I was doing my driving test where it's mandatory to wear glasses. Yeah, because you can't read. Uh, they make you read something, don't you? And if you're uh, yeah, they make you read like a Reggie. Yes. Yeah. That's exa- yeah hey, by the way, the driving test, the most nerve-wracking thing is when they ask you a random question about the car. Because you get two questions. Pop the bonnet. <laughs> One of them was like, I, I was like sitting there, I was like, I knew they were going to, they asked you something before you take off. I got mine wrong. Did you? What was it? So it, this actually wasn't on the the spec or whatever. So like, I knew it back to front. Well, what, yeah. the, what, back to front? Like, I, 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 knew, I knew all the questions back to front. <laughs> you, it, you would study that shit. Yeah, because they're all on YouTube. You can learn them yeah, like yeah. just like that. It's fine. But It's the stuff though with different cars. Like how do you pop the bonnet and it, it could be, that button could be anywhere. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Stuff like that stresses me out. <laughs> yeah, I get well, yeah, sure. I well overthink stuff like that because the button could be anywhere. You're in a, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. My driving instructor never asked me to pop the bonnet. So I went in his car. I'm like, mate, I don't know where to pop the bonnet. And stuff like that would freak me out. Yeah. No, but this uh, this guy ended up asking me to what do you say, um, how do you know if the handbrake works? That was the question. I had the clue. Like, this, this wasn't one of the set questions. I think it might have been like some one of the supplementary questions. So I was like, I, I generally don't know. So it was like one of two faults in the whole driving test. What? What? How do you know? Just pull up. So you, you park the car on a hill and then you uh, put down the handbrake and see if it rolls. That's basically how you know the handbrake works. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah, it means just beep the horn. <laughs> Smashed it, mate. You can't get that wrong. I nearly <laughs> feel that they were coming out of the driving test center because, um, yeah, I was pulling out from the driving test center, and then the first bit that you're doing, the, the literally, the, literally the first bit, but it was right beside a mini roundabout, and there was loads of cars coming, and I was there for like three minutes, so I thought, oh, fuck, he's going to do me for hesitation here, yeah, but yeah, ended up being completely fine. But I thought in those initial five to ten minutes that I've already screwed it. I done the same thing, mate. I drove straight in a, a bus lane. Like instantly, yeah. but they're specific with times. Yeah, though, but they? I didn't know, and I went to the woman. She was like, "Go left here," and I, I couldn't. And but I went on the bus lane, yeah, and then yeah. I came out of it, yeah. and then I went, "Can I just go straight on instead?" Because I didn't want to go back in the bus lane, and she was like, "No," so I just <laughs> drove back into the bus lane. And I was looking at her, and then I asked her at the end, and she was like, "Yeah, you weren't within the time zone of the bus lane," and I was like, "I fully was like." See the full thing. Yeah. My nerves were gone after that because mm. I was like, I've failed. So I just drove normally. I had that too. And I yeah. and I was fine. And she was like, Yeah, you like got like I, I can't remember what got like three minors or something. Um but I was like, I've failed this because I just I just drove straight in the bus lane straight away. <laughs> no hesitation. Right, anyway. All right, yeah. Well, let's get on. 
to is the topic. I know. <laughs> I mean, I could do a full podcast on, on the, the driving, driving test. Yeah. Mad Jerry, remember Jerry? I told you about Jerry, didn't I? Oh, Jerry's interesting. Jerry, yeah, the yeah. guy that threw me out my car in uh, Easter House. I think I'm, I'm quite an interesting guest in the fact that I know you quite well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I was thinking about this on the way down. Like, I know you, out of all the guests you've had, I think I've known you the longest, potentially. I think, like, I, I think I've yeah. known you since 2013. Is that how long? So it's like going on 10, yeah, well, 10 years. Um, See, so I met Phil, for, like, like, so we obviously met each other for a freestyle. Yeah, and yeah. I, I met Phil, who was someone we knew for a, for a freestyle. And I mean, I've not really spoke to people that know me that long. So he's yeah. known me since I was like 15 as well. And he was bringing up things I can't remember. I have no like old friends apart from like you. So it is good. That's why when I said, don't be nervous because you're just going to chat to me. And we yeah. literally go out and chat utter shite <laughs> for like an hour and a half. Minus the pints now, but we used to just go to like Autumn War and just <laughs> talk absolute nonsense for like two hours. <laughs> and a lot of it speculative. I literally just got a flashback of the last time we went to Autumn War and got pints. <laughs> was that when I just broke up with one of my exes? <laughs> <laughs> we had like nine pints. <laughs> I was like, this will be good for me. <laughs> was not good. <laughs> Absolutely steaming. Right, so this podcast we're going to do on Stephen Bartlett. So Stephen Bartlett... Um. I can't say I'm much of a fan, Kellen. To be honest, he's he's went right he's went right downhill. The the propaganda is what I'm call, calling propaganda. it. I'm calling it propaganda. It's very on theme with some of the other topics. But before we end, because we want to touch on, he recently had Jason Fung on, who spouts the biggest pile of nonsense in in the industry in terms of nutrition, and then he's had various other nutritionists on. But we want to actually because I've got. A theory that he's running the most well orchestrated scam on the planet right now with all his with all of the promotions he's got, all the brand deals he's got, and the fact he's the face of them, and then he gets them on, lets them spout absolute nonsense, and then he goes away and does their ads. That's absolute madness. But before we go on to that, <laughs> that that's a whole talk. That, that's like a, a whole series you could discuss here. <laughs> Mate, I'm 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 hoping to do a series with you called the number one. Uh, call it. We could do a series for sure. The num- We're gonna call this the number one bullshit expert and do it with you because basically the reason I like talking to you is because you're much more intelligent than me. Especially that's not necessarily true, but maybe on certain topics, I'm a bit more critical. Yeah. Well, this is the way. So for anyone that. Well, you're, you obviously won't know, Kaylin, but the best way I'd explain you is you see if I wanted to know something that was in food or a gym term or anything to do with like hypertrophy or strength training and a specific term that I don't understand, I would message you going, Kaylin, what does this mean? See if I wanted to like Appreciate it. get directions to somewhere. Yeah. I would run a mile from you. That's the best I do like a bit of nuance. What? <laughs> nuance would be the term I'd use. Um, yeah, a direct answer is probably not what you want. <laughs> like, there's no black and white. No, definitely no. not. <laughs> Let me walk you through this series of, event, of events with, with this question. So, when we were discussing, talking about Stephen Bartlett and that cafe... You went, oh, there's something you should ask me about on the podcast. And I said, right, don't tell me, but give me give me just two words. And you said, North Korea. That has nothing to do with the podcast. I don't care what, what it was. <laughs> that, that has nothing to do with Stephen at all. No, it's fine. What, why did you want to tell me about North Korea? Oh, that was just more, more of a funny anecdote. Go um, tell me. Before we get into St- Stephen's content. 
and yeah, no, we don't need yet. Like, it's fine. We'll, let, we'll keep them waiting for a while. Yeah. So you, you have a friend in Australia called Kieran, right? Kieran was someone you met. Kieran. Kieran, right? No. Because I'm Harley's brother. Yeah, there you go. Okay, right. Okay. Well, I just outed him there. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm bad. So, yeah, I'm not going to give like the surnames and shit. Well, it's out. Right, yes, Kieran no, Harley, was, Neil Harley's brother, yes. I was, on, I was on the phone to my brother the other day. Anyway. If I know Neil, by the way. All right, no way. Okay. Um, everyone in Derry knows everyone. Yeah, it would be the same with Fermanagh yeah, okay. folk. But I was on the phone. <laughs> what has Kieran been doing in North Korea? <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, okay, right. So. He's uh, in the same company as my brother, I think, right. as far as I'm aware. So he messaged my brother the other day, and he was like, "Yo, Donica, like, give me your email. Yeah, like uh, I'm gonna do something." So a few hours pass, and yeah, Donica gets a notification, and apparently Kieran signed them both up for a marathon in North Korea. So they're both taking part in the Pyongyang International Marathon <laughs> in April 2024. <laughs> so like Donica was telling me this, and I was like, oh my God, what the hell? Mate, but yeah. <laughs> can you even do that? Like, can you even get See, that, That's what he was saying. He was like, um, I don't think they're actually open to tourists at the no, minute. I don't think so. But... They're both signed up. The only thing I'd be really concerned about, there'd be a few things I'd be cons- concerned about. I think like the only thing I'd be concerned about in the context of the marathon is if they were to get something like heat stroke or rhabdo or like them to end up in Pyongyang infirmary. <laughs> Just like a lot of Pyongyang. Surgeons. I'd be concerned about getting back out of the country. No, but it's. Uh, I think the way like North Korea have tourists come in is as part of a tour. So I think the marathon is run as part of a, thir- a oh, tour. So you you come in to the airport, you're taken away. You're by guided, yeah, like yeah. you're part of a, a guided tour. Don't look over there. <laughs> Don't worry about what's going on over there. The marathon's down there. It's but fine. It, like it would be fascinating. Like, and my brother, I've watched I like Karen's a. I watched like an hour long YouTube video on North Korea. I'm getting to that age in life where I'm starting <laughs> to get into politics, which is slightly concerning. I feel like. I'm 10 years away from morphing into my dad and just screaming at question time, fuck the Tories! <laughs> so that's pretty much 50% of my dad's existence summed up. <laughs> fuck the fucking Tories, get them all out, they're fucking full of shit. <laughs> all invested, embezzled all their money in the fucking COVID! That's, <laughs> that's my dad right now. Um, but I spent an hour, just wa- and it looked terrifying. It was explaining how North Koreans' only options to get out of North Korea... I can't remember. There's like, mm. I think it, they're the border with China, yep. and then their only hope is to like run, like run the border there. But I think that's like um, it's either a massive res- river or there's like mountains and stuff there. I think there's landmines like lining all the the borders now as well. So oh. actually, getting out of North Korea is very. And then very the other way is South Korea, but obviously that's completely bordered up, like way stru- way more than. To China, because China's, I think it's a larger border, mm. but it's like the terrain there. The mountainous. Yeah, it's yeah. like, how are you going to get through that? Um, and it looks absolutely terrifying. They all just get sent back. And even if they get to like South Korea, I'm pretty sure like they've got no way of getting out and they'll just get sent back. And if you get sent back, you're fucked. It's probably not an ideal situation to get sent back. To North probably Korea. not where you want to go running marathons is my main concern. I think it's going to happen. Like, I, if anything, like I was going to prompt you to say that. I could maybe coach my brother and you could coach Kieran and we could go back to back and see who wins. It's a better coach. <laughs> Will we go out as well? <laughs> to, to North Korea? To, to, I mean, Would you go? I'd go. 
A hundred percent. Would you? A hundred percent. Yeah. You wouldn't be scared about not coming back. No, I, I, I go in with just an inquisitive mind and see like what can I, I can take from the experience. Plus, my brother. Be this is why I don't take directional chat off of you. But <laughs> <laughs> you know, for a fact, from the conversation we just had, there, Kieran's all up for it. My brother's up for it. I'd be up for it. Like I'd rope you into it. Right. Let's go on to Stephen Bartlett. No, no. Let's let's focus on North Korea. <laughs> <laughs> I on like I honestly don't really know where to start. What will we start with the Fungmeister? To be honest, I, I was thinking this myself because there's so much content to cover. Like this could be a series in itself. Stephen Bartlett series. A hundred because you could talk about we could talk about Zoe for because we could go into like every single different one that he's doing because the, the thing I'm finding most mesmerizing right about all of this because he's getting a lot of hate just now. Yeah, I've noticed. Like <laughs> loads and loads of hate. Do you notice about podcasting as well? When it's your first time, ten minutes in, you feel fine. Oh, it's fine. Do you get, yeah. do you get what I mean? Like, yeah, you I get get, you. Yeah. like after like it's ten fine. minutes, you realize you're actually chatting nonsense to me. Like, yeah, it's not. Plus, I know, like, if I say anything, absolutely chaotic. Yeah, I will clip it up and put <laughs> yeah. it on TikTok. Like, don't not clip it up. Ah, I clip it straight up. North Korea <laughs> chat. <laughs> what you said about Jason Fung earlier, I'll clip that up. Oh, he's the worst. <laughs> um. Well, who who will we touch on first? Who do, what do you want to dive into? Because the Fungmeister might be great. I'm calling him the Fungmeister now, by the way. That's my name for him. I was just going to call him Fung. <laughs> like, um, I think the, the, one of the first things I'll probably say to your audience is that I, as a disclaimer, I'm by no means an expert on nutrition or anything health related. <laughs> You're only the expert in North so, Korea. So, <laughs> no, but just take everything that I say with a pinch of salt. Like, Can you avoid you getting sued if you just say allegedly every... 10 seconds. That would probably be helpful. <laughs> I, like, can you get sued for this? See if I make the thumbnail the exact same as his. Not, not, if it's, not if it's factually correct. Like, if I start talking about, let's say, Huel Daily Greens, and I'm saying objectively what um, what's contained in the product. So if I say it's bullshit, then I can get sued? Because that's not factually correct, is it? <laughs> it's probably not the best terminology, Gavin. <laughs> subjective. <laughs> but right, it, but I'm, I'm only speculating about my subjective opinion so i haven't actually said it's bullshit i could maybe like list all the facts and then say yeah it's bullshit um that would probably be helpful okay for, right, can for you can you keep us on that track then <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah don't don't get sued because i i think stephen bartlett and and uh court case with myself he would wipe the floor with you yeah i think i'm i think i'm I think I'm out of business. <laughs> I'll, I'll testify. <laughs> as, a, as a witness, I was there. Here's the thumbnail. <laughs> right. So the what I'm finding with Stephen Bartlett, which is really frustrating me, is now he's had however many nutritionists on, and I have. They were some of the ones that I would listen to from the beginning. Right. So I found them from Jimmy Carr. That was the first yeah. one I listened to amazing episode Great that's episode, one yeah. thing i'd like to start by saying is i really enjoyed his episodes at the start i think he true geordie he had jimmy carr that jackmate guy they're mm. the first ones i remember yeah. then he's had footballers on i think he was meant to have gary lineker on and then he he pied it because gary lineker had dodgy tweets or something yeah um so there's been lots of footballers on and I, he's had james smith on Chris Williamson and stuff. So he's had a lot of guests on that I actually like as well. Mm. That's why when I was going through his thumbnails the other day, I was like, don't have one single bit of slander to say about Thierry Henry. <laughs> <laughs> not one thing. You said it was boring, did you not? 
I never said that. <laughs> allegedly. Alleg- allegedly, I said that. <laughs> but Thierry Henry can say oh, anything. I'm a huge and fan of Thierry Henry. I, I love him, right? So loads of good podcasts, but it's recently I've, this is m- my opinion. It seems as if he started this whole thing as a passion project. And now it's it's been like, oh, I've he's, he's got his whole story that he's a millionaire um, or a, whatever. He sold that company for X, X amount. And then he realised money isn't worth anything, so he started this passion project of a podcast. And now that has turned into a money-making machine. And it seems to, if you look through the cracks of it, it's all geared towards getting as much views as possible to inflate the prices of all, or the stocks of all the companies he's putting his money into. That's what it looks like to me. But on the face of it, people thought, I'm a freak. I obviously look at everything too much. And I'm not smart enough to understand, so I ask you. But that's what it looks like. Yeah, I mean, like one of the things I'll maybe say just to your comments already is that you you said he's kind of platformed nutritionists before. I, I went through his whole catalog and I couldn't find one evidence based nutritionist or dietitian that he's had on since the beginning. So you can't. So really, he's never had an evidence based. He's one. never. I, I actually don't know if he's even had an actual nutritionist on the podcast. He's had a lot of medical doctors. Um, right, which is when it comes to nutrition, that that can in itself be a bit of a a red flag because it can be verging on their outside of their scope of practice. Um, but can we can I say some things on doctors giving nutrition advice? Yeah, go ahead. my missus is a doctor. Yes, yeah, I've met all our friends. Yeah, yeah, most of our friends that are like trying to lose weight and stuff all have personal trainers. Because they don't actually have that much, like, qualifications or actually that much. They don't learn that much about nutrition. Yeah. And the, 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 broad, the broad spectrum of being a doctor, giving people advice on food isn't actually what they often do. No. If you're having a cardiac arrest, yeah, I'm not the person to go to. Neither are you. Yeah. Any sort of needle stuff, I, I even had to lie down to get my vaccine put in me. Did you? Yep. Never mind me putting a, some sort of jag in someone else. But it's such an easy, like, it's an easy way to make claims and not be judged on it too much or not be questioned on questioned on it too much by having the word doctor. Yep. So it scares me that so many doctors are giving out nutrition advice. And what, by the way, I'll have, I'll say one thing. This is completely off topic and random, right? Right. Well, it's not off topic because I had a blind physio. He told me, but he, he told me he was excellent. No, nah, he was. He was. He never got. Like, I had about six physios after him, and he never told me what. He never actually gave me the solution to fix it. I had. I mean, I went through five or six physios as well. By the way, there it's hard to find. We, a we, good could, we could do an episode on that. It's hard to find a good physio. Um, I think I'd ir- irritable or some other term, IT band syndrome, and it was coming from the lack of uh, mobility in my hip flexor. So when i done any sort of pressing movements, like with a leg press or a squat, my quad and my glute weren't firing enough because of the lack of mobility in my hip flexor. So my knee was taking a lot of the pressure. So it was swelling out to the side, or particularly my IT band. But it took me five physios to figure that out. So he was just kind of telling me, like, 
it'll go away. I've, they all kept on saying it'll go away. It doesn't go away, mate. My knee was swollen for like two years. I couldn't squat or anything. Yep. And if it went away, as soon as I squatted again, it would just flare up. So like terrible advice. Like just tell me, like I had to like go and actually get the mobility in my hips and then strengthen my quads and my glute. And then it got better. Um, But he, so he was blind, right? And I never noticed. I walked in, he had sunglasses on. And we were indoors with no windows. Then he went up and started, t- and by the way, he was dead sound. Don't have a bad word to say about him. This is on me, right? This is just a me thing. This whole thing, right? <laughs> then he started typing, but there was no screen. I was like, that's mad. The guy doesn't need a screen. He's just, don't know where he's typing to, or like if it's just coming out on a piece of paper or whatever. I was like, that's yeah. mental, right? Sunglasses. Then when he goes to assess my knee, Coming around the bed, he falls over. I was like, guy just must be tired. <laughs> Do you know, I was like, not thinking anything <laughs> of it. And then he's been assessing my knee for a while. He, he didn't get, that's why I don't, that, that was the first physio I went to. So obviously I'm going to say his class because he told me words I've never heard. Gotcha. Like, yeah, for sure. But when I went to other physios, he didn't move my leg in any sort of way. He didn't make me move it to the side. He didn't assess it. He just felt around it and then he had something else where he was putting liquid over it and feeling it. And I, like, he was South African and he was like, tell me about how they moved over here and stuff. And I was just asking him about that. And then he said his full family moved over before him and then he was saving up and then he moved over because his family were terrified because three people in the street got shot all within like a month of each other. Where was this? South Africa. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, so yeah, it, was, it was mental. Yeah, of course. And I was like, oh, did you have a gun? And he went, no, sure, I'm blind, and pointed to the sunglasses. And I was like, <laughs> makes sense, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Make, makes sense. <laughs> um, but he, like half an hour through the session, he was asking me all the questions. He was asking me what I do. I was like, I just started, I'd literally just started PTing. Um, I don't even think I had any clients at the time. And he was asking me, like, how I eat and stuff. And then he was like, do you drink any Diet Coke? So he specifically just went, do you drink any Diet Coke? I was like, maybe, like, twice a week or something. Not, like, if I was going to have a fizzy juice, I would maybe go for Diet Coke. And he gave me a full spiel about how bad Diet Coke is for me and stuff like that. Right, yeah. Which, that experience just, I can just imagine how many times that happens when like medical people that are medical doctors or whatever have like agendas against specific things and how often they push it on their patients without any context it must happen all the time because i knew way more about nutrition than that that physio did he just had some agenda against diet coke and people would listen to that i was just looking at him like mate what the fuck's wrong money (laughs) stop telling me the diet coke (laughs) do you know what i mean it must happen all the time yeah i think that there's a um, there's an excellent study by I think. See, this is why I got you on. <laughs> right, okay. Yeah, so a study based on this. You'll actually enjoy this. Right. Uh, there's a study by I think it's by Martin and colleagues in, in 2020, and they kind of analyzed uh, best-selling diet books by profession. So oh. yeah, this is an, you can you can I'll send you the the study and you can pop the pie chart on the link or on the screen for the people on YouTube. But 
Um, I'll, what I'll do is I'll put them in the description because okay. I'm not putting it on the screen. I've just I, I ain't got time <laughs> okay. for that. Okay, Caleb, got you. Send me links and I'll put it in. The I'll send you links. Right? But this is an excellent. Uh, it's basically a pie chart. But yeah, it breaks it down by profession, best-selling diet books. So in the lead, which is a shock, it's physicians. So medical doctors yeah. published like 33% of the best-selling diet books. You have dietitians, they've published, I think it's 3%, around 3%. Nutritionists have published around 5%, and w- which is alarming <clears throat> is the fact that actors and bloggers and journalists have published more than nutritionists and dietitians. I would say, I bet you mental health is similar. Pro- probably, it's probably journalists, actors and bloggers who've, <laughs> who've made a lot more money in the... Uh, that's terrifying, isn't it? So it's I didn't. Re- so you reckon not? Have you went and like actually searched by name who these people are, the nutritionists and the people making nutrition claims, like what what their professions are? I, I would say overwhelmingly, it's medical doctors. Medical um, doctors. I think I think from that particular study, it's I think it's thirty three point seven percent, and that's from twenty twenty. So it's probably not that different to twenty twenty four. So like Ifa's right Ifa's mate, right? Who's a doctor as well, and I, like I can just tell talking to him incredible doctor right mm. you can just tell but his pt has him on a low carb diet and i can't and it like every time i go on his stories he's out for dinner so i go right why like can you tell me why you're on a low carb diet and he's like because my pt says i'm like yeah but why why is your pt put you on a low carb diet and he's like because i want to be leaner and i was like yeah but if you go out for dinner when you're not on a low carb diet and two you don't need a low carb diet to get leaner and he's just like, he kind of like was umming and ahhing. And I was like, can you not see like where there's a bit of friction in what you're doing and the suggestion or anything? like? And he's a medical doctor. And but, they're very, 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 very switched on medical doctor. So it's like, do you know what I mean? I know I'm only pulling some anecdotal like reference I have to my girlfriend's best mate. Yeah. But it, it, there's what? Why do we trust medical doctors who are con or like GPs who are constantly? They're never. At, they're never. When do you, when does a GP really like work with someone for like six months and see how people's food habits are, and what scenario? Mm. So where do they get experience in like seeing how people actually eat? Because since I don't know about you, but since working with people. Even though, like, a lot of what we're going to argue against with, like, the Fungmeister himself about, like, calories in and calories out, etc. One of the biggest things I've learned is even talking about calories in versus calories out and a calorie deficit is very useless with clients who, who have no idea about food. Like, at the start, like, just saying to someone, right, this is what a calorie deficit is, is a useless conversation in the beginning because there there's their food habits have been ingrained for like 10 years and you need to figure out what those actually are because people themselves don't know what they are until they work with someone for like six weeks. Because one of the most, I think one of, one of the wildest studies I've looked at and I, don't, I can't remember where it was, but it was just showing how inaccurate people are at tracking their own food or how inaccurate people are when about what they think they eat, like they're wild off. But when would doctors really experience that? Mm. I think like when it comes to the actual MD credential, like people, 
people inherently will have a, an authority bias. So if I see someone who ha, who is like maybe Andrew Huberman, for example, yeah, someone we can call on. He's a professor at Stanford. He's got like credentials out the wazoo. Like, am yeah. I going to take nutrition advice from me, who's a nutritionist, or Andrew Huberman, who's a, a neuroscientist, who's got fancy credentials? I'm probably going to go to Andrew Huberman if I'm in yeah, general, general public. Um, so yeah, I think people just naturally will have a bias towards that MD credential and people who have PhDs, even if they're spewing absolute nonsense, which uh, Fung is, which Gary Brackett is, which Spectre is, like these these charlatans in the industry. Mate, they're right. So will we get into Fung? <laughs> I mean, we, I feel like Fung's your favorite topic here. Mate, like, I've not seen him in like, I've, I've not really seen him in like two years. That's why, see, I was like, I was honestly speechless when, because we, were we not speaking about it? Yeah, you tagged me in the video because we were going to do this before the Fung Mice took it. Oh, 100%, 100% we were, yeah, of course. Um, and then the next day you tagged me and I was like, great timing, <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Fung. I haven't seen you in like two years and you're on the biggest platform in the UK, at least right now, spouting absolute nonsense. Right, so the worst thing about this podcast is he says loads of stuff that is, like, he makes really good points, but then he fabricates, like he, he like makes up stuff. Yeah, but he like <laughs> there's some truth to everything he says, or most things that he says, like a tiny, tiny smidge of truth. So like he'll go with so say the idea of like when you so like one is one of his things is like if you just cut so stupid, mate. He says if you cut five hundred calories, basically he says if you cut five hundred calories without it being fasting and it's just from your food, nothing happens because your body just adapts to those calories or he just, and then he starts talking about starvation mode, right? So the annoying thing about that is there is a thing called metabolic adaptation, right? But it takes way longer than one day to, to start taking place. And it also will not reduce by 500 calories because that's a substantial cut in someone's calories. Um, but he also says things like people will claim if you cut 500 calories that you'll lose a pound of body fat every week. And people don't really claim that. And also like your weight will fluctuate up and down all the time. It's People will get confused if they, they don't have any sort of knowledge, right? And they just take blanket statements and go, right, fuck it. I tried it for a week and I didn't lose a pound, so that can't work but there's loads of nuance to it. So he's playing on the fact that people aren't going to look into the nuance. Do you know what I mean? Like, see, so he, yeah. he's pretty much got everyone that's went, yeah, I did, I tried it, I didn't lose a pound. Only it lost three quarters of a pound. The Fung Meister might, might be right, maybe any intermittent fast. But do you know what I mean? He, yeah. There is an element of truth to everything he says, but then he uses it to promote intermittent fasting. So he, he, he like bends the truth a lot, like crazy amounts. Yeah. I mean, from my perspective, Jason Fung, I'm not going to use like doctor credential when I describe Jason Fung because I don't believe he's an actual doctor. What is he? A conspiracy theorist. <laughs> like Jason Fung is a, he's a full blown conspiracy theorist. Do you think this is what I was going to ask you? Do you think he believes what he's saying? It's hard to say. Um, because he's selling programs and products on the back end for a high ticket it's hard to know whether or not he's actually he believes in his bullshit because he's selling 
detox teas. Which are is not, he? Yeah, he's selling detox teas, which are nonsense. He's selling fasting programs for twelve hundred dollars. Here's he's, how to avoid food. <laughs> he's selling fasting programs for twelve hundred dollars and employing not dietitians or nutritionists. He's employing naturopaths. What is a naturopath? Which is also a red flag. What is that? It, it, it's, it's just it's kind of like an alternative medicine nutritional specialist. You could oh, alternative to medicine being not medicine, basically being not medicine. Yeah. Okay. So, so he needs to be nothing really. He's basically he's a he's someone who rejects evidence based medicine. I would say like he's a a cholesterol denialist. He's he promotes things like in his in his book. I don't even want to mention it, but it's called the Obesity Code. He, he argues that obesity is not caused by overfeeding; it's caused by excessive insulin nonsense. He kind of just has this really alternative way of thinking that's not backed by evidence based medicine. Um, he's he's like the king of charlatans after, I would say, Paul Saladino probably is the top spot. What about Dr. Eric Berg? I haven't watched him in a while. Mate, Fung and him I haven't seen in ages. Cause <laughs> see, when I started, see, for the first year and a half, all I was speaking about was food is because that's what I was more well-versed in compared to, like, lifting sort of stuff. I felt more comfortable talking about food. Um, so I was constantly, like looking at all these videos, pulling apart what they were saying and stuff like that. And then I just moved away from it because I find it an infuriating... It's more infuriating than gym talk. Do you know what I mean? When people are arguing about stuff in the gym, I'm just like, yeah, but like, you're arguing about minor, minor differences and really you both sort of agree you're just arguing about a tiny thing that doesn't really... You aren't making a big impact on people's decisions. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like someone saying, oh, to grow your delts you might be better doing lateral raises and a, a higher rep range rather than an overhead press, right? Fair enough. Yeah, and I look at that and go, do you know what? See if someone does lateral raises uh, instead of an overhead press or vice versa, it's not yeah. going to make that much difference. However, in nutrition, the advice people give, how far away it is from the truth, fucks people up. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. that's what I found out. I found it so fried because people aren't taking into consideration anything to do with anyone's emotions and stuff like that as well. It's like, here's the facts, whether they're right or wrong, and here's my, my book that or my program that I'm selling. So I, f I found it too, I get too wound up at nutrition, to be honest. I think what's maybe incredibly damaging at a population and public health level about Stephen's po podcast I'll just go back to Stephen here because we can like, talk about Stephen because he's the one facilitating it all. I, I would argue that Stephen is Stephen and his podcast, the Diary of CEO, are the biggest vector of nutrition misinformation on the planet at the minute. Um, I think he's done more for negatively impacting health and nutrition literacy at a population level than anyone else with the guests that he's actually platforming on his podcast. Like he is selectively platforming the worst of the worst charlatans out there. Yeah. I mean, he's got Spectre, Fung, and Brecca in recent episodes. Whereas, like, Has he had Gary Brecca on? Yeah, he's had Gary Brecca on. Mate, we, did you see the one uh, with Gary Brecca? <laughs> Sp <laughs> spinning water? <laughs> did you see it spinning the water? Right. right yeah. <laughs> I mean, we can dive into this. But it's, it's the, the very fact that the people who are involved in that podcast and Stephen himself, like, they have access to the best dietitians, nutritionists on the planet. If they they can fly them out, they, they have the they one hundred percent have a good budget. Like they can platform Dr. Leon Norton. They can have Al Nargon on. They can have Dr. Eric Helms. They can have, they can have the best of the best and really do the public a, a good service by giving them 
the best information possible and really really the kind of like reducing the complexity and all the um kind of issues around communication nutrition communication because it is it is kind of like it can be a little bit complex if you're very new to it but if you're coming across like a uh, Jason Fung video for the first time and you're very new to the space, like you're instantly going to reject the idea that you need to control your calories and all that and you're going to go towards the excessive insulin model that he's kind of pushing and intermittent fasting and all that sort of stuff. What he sort of gives people is I don't want to because he makes it out as if people who say that it's all about energy balance are terrible people right so he makes he makes it out as if when the people who are pushing quote-unquote pushing energy balance right just stating facts about how thermodynamics work make not really pushing any sort of agenda yeah, yeah, for sure. but he makes it out as if those people are like you're to blame for how many calories you consume so when he, he says these people telling you this are telling you it's your fault for being fat Right, so when he says that, he gets an instant emotional response from the viewer, where the viewer's like, "Yeah, fuck those bastards for calling me fat." It's like no one called them fat, like no one, no one is out. Like most people who are trying to help people lose weight aren't out there calling the people they're trying they're trying to help fat. That's that that's the opposite thing they're doing. But he invokes that emotional response in them straight away, so he Im- immediately gets those people on board with him. Mm. You get what I mean? So he's he's so switched on with how he, like he's if you listen to him on podcast, right? He's saying the exact same thing. He's saying the exact same scenarios over and over and over again because it's well rehearsed. It's getting the clicks. It's invoking the emotional response in people, and it it now gives them that outlet where they can go. Yeah, it's not me. And it, we're not trying to say it's them. We're trying to educate them on the things they can change to help them. We're not like, fuck, it's your fault, you're fat. Yeah. But he makes it out that way so he can immediately get them on his side. And he's made, he knows what he's doing. Oh, 100% knows what he's doing. But they get millions of views. Yeah. I think millions. There's a, there's a comment. Stephen Bartlett knows what the fuck he's doing as well, by the way. He knows exactly what he's doing. He sits yeah. there and pretends that he... Oh, he I've never heard. So I've had <laughs> numerous tens, t- 10, 20, 30 nutritionists on and I have never heard, Jason, about how when you, you fast, you, you're then activated and then you're able to lose, lose and burn fat. I've never heard of this, Jason. Why, why is that? And he sits there as if he hasn't heard about fasting like a million times. I think if, if you kind of maybe look at Stephen's background, he is one of the best digital marketers in the world. He is incredible. Inc- if you ever listen to him on Dragon's Den, for example, like that guy knows his shit. Mm-hmm. So whenever he's platforming these charlatans on his podcast, he knows exactly what he's doing. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's a common theme with the guests he has on is that they're all trying to push an agenda. They all have some sensationalist narrative that you're trying to push. It generally goes against public health guidelines. <laughs> like that is the common theme with the, the nutrition guests he has on, um, and he's also trying to push the services and products from the companies that he's actively invested in, like Whoop, Zoe, and Huel Daily Greens, which so I, you, I would argue are useless 
products and services. Let's just stay on fun for a second. Can you bring up what? (laughs) Right, so let's go through a few thumbnails that. (laughs) Did did you say thumbnails? (laughs) Thumbnails? I think that's quite good. Let's go through a few Jason thumbnails. All right. Um, But right, so so what, what was it you said two seconds ago that you think Stephen Bartlett is currently the biggest promoter of what? Say that sentence again. Mate, I mean, yeah, I, it was a well constructed sentence. I loved it. It was it was great. I would love you to say. I it. mean, I, I would say that Stephen is the biggest facilitator of something. I would say he's the, he's the biggest vector of nutrition misinformation on the planet right now. Smash that 100, sentence, like one hundred percent. I, I love a well constructed sentence. I'm not very capable of but, them but the thing, but that was great. The thing is, like most evidence based nutritionists and dietitians, and probably even the evidence based personal trainers in the uh, in the industry at the minute would agree with me on that. Like, yeah. there's not only people who are looking at his Instagram post right now and thinking, oh, that's great information. Like, most people are thinking, this is absolute nonsense. The Why are you The worst part is, though, see, as a personal trainer, right? Because that is, that might possibly be the biggest UK podcast right now. I think it is. And it's got oh, it to is. be in the top 10 in the world right now. So see, whenever he puts a thumbnail like that out, I can't, I, can't, I can't unhear a thumbnail. <laughs> whenever he puts a Jason thumbnail out, the full cut, like, honestly... 50% of the country see it. So then we are sat yeah, debunking yeah. his shite all week. Every time he has a new guest like that out, we're just constantly getting questions. Our clients are asking us questions. Our clients were doing great. Now, smart, it's smart though, Now they it? think they need to fast and activate themselves. You know what I mean? It's inf- it is infuriating. Uh, it's infuriating. Like, I'm just, I'm just going to read the, the recent title of the episode with Stephen and Dr. Jason Fung. Oh, uh, uh, give him the doctor title for the, the thumbnail. Um, so the title is The Fasting Doctor, in quotation marks, fasting cures obesity. That in itself is a red flag. Um, using the word cure in the, in the scientific context, is, you'd be very tentative to use that. The controversial new drug melts fat. It melts it, Gav. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've never heard this myself, but apparently it, it actually melts it, which is Really fascinating. I'd prefer if fry my fat if, if, if we can. Fry it. Or we could boil it. Boil it, yeah. Melts. Um, Post fat. And then the last part of the, the title is fasting fixes hormones and then skip breakfast. <laughs> so it's just, it's just, a, it's just, just all the buzzwords, isn't it? It's all buzzwords, but they, they've clearly put this through some generator. They've, they've AI, AB tested it. Yeah, so max. Oh. I've heard through the grapevine, I'm pretty sure he's done a TikTok on this that they put they put ads behind like 20 different thumbnails <laughs> and um <laughs> they choose whatever gets the most clicks yeah so it's smart he yeah smart to an extent but listen to what you just said fasting cures obesity now let, let's talk about why that's the wrong word and you'll be better to to disclose this than me why? Why is cure? Why is cured? It's not a good scientific term to use. You would never use. I mean, th- there's very few things in the science space where you, you would use the word cure. Like even what I say, um, you might say that something is associated with like a, a positive effect or like a negative effect, but but even just as a, in a common sense context, if you say someone is cured from obesity. It makes it sound as if it was it's something that can't happen again. 
and also yeah. it makes it sound as like like we said obesity although you can look at it on a BMI scale it's still like f- the amount of fat someone has can be different if you're the same level on a BMI scale so saying you've cured it mm. doesn't really make sense yeah. do you know what I mean yeah. um, it, it, it just doesn't make sense but cured would get clicks Oh, cure definitely gets clicks. But then again, like no one who has a, a science background would use the word cure in this context. Never. They might say it's my, I, I, what I've always found mad about nutrition is they're very there's very little legalities to any of it. Mm. Like people can get away with saying anything so and true. promote a product off it, and there's no yeah. backlash off 100%. it. I've always felt like why is the Cambridge 800 calorie diet like allowed to happen? Why is why is the NHS associated with Weight Watchers? Why is that allowed to happen? Is that, is that true? I didn't yeah. know that. Is it? It's, there's four tiers of... So I went in a deep dive in how the NHS works with weight loss when I had a doctor who worked in a bariatric clinic. Did you see that? Did you see I no, done that? No, I didn't see He that. deals with gastric sleeves. So, I, mate, that's the most I've... I felt well smart after going on that because... I asked him one question and he didn't know the answer and I did and I was like, fuck it. I'm fucking well smart. <laughs> um, I've got my level three. <laughs> but, um, I, know, I do actually think I'm quite knowledgeable in this sort of field, but then if you ask me about anything else, I'm I think you, under, you, you underestimate your knowledge, I think, a lot of the time as well. Yeah, but it's because I've not got a qualification. And it's all self-taught. Yeah, that's why I'm okay, always like, yeah. I've got an in, a fe- inferiority complex with other people, do you know what I mean, who yeah. have actually got credentials like yourself. Um, I would have a bit of that too, though. I, I'd be in, in the situation where I would think that, yeah, I've got like... like a, I would have to be a dietitian that's like got five years of experience of being a dietitian before I felt like I should be like coming at these guys properly, do you know what I mean, and not taking the piss whilst I do it. Mm. Like, I don't feel like I should be... Like, I always felt, like, I'd, am I the right guy for, like, coming? Because I used to get people messaging me going, can you debunk this? And I was like, no, I'm not. I, I'm not that oh, smart. Really? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, weight, lot, weight tiers, right? So there's four tiers. Yeah. Um, and they, they done away, they've done away. They've got no funding in the NHS, really, for weight loss management. Funding? Funding. Why is this in my head? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck's sake. Jason funding. We're getting the best publicity here. <laughs> oh, definitely. And um, so the tier four is like actual sp- like specific help. So one on one, like counselors. It'll be a bit of like PT, but it won't be like lifting weights. It's like a gym, like, like it's an actual clinic with a gym in it. Oh, okay. And it'll cool. probably be like step ups and like easy cardio, like maybe on the treadmill and stuff. And then they've got like one on one contact with someone, a bit like PT. Um, but it's quite time, no funding for it. I think Glasgow is like he was saying that Glasgow might be the only place left in Scotland that still have tier four. Right. So they're basically no funding for any of it. Um and what like I can't remember what the other tiers were. Um but like the first tier or the second tier was uh Weight Watchers. Hmm. Which think, is alarming, mate. I think wasn't it Glasgow was <laughs> this doesn't sound Good about Glasgow, even though like we're big fans of Glasgow. Big fans. Big, big. I'm a huge fan of Glasgow. Um, um, it's my hometown. <laughs> I would say it's, well, I'm in hometown now these days. What have you done? What have you done? Eight years or something now? I'm not seven years in Glasgow, yeah. 
You're a Glaswegian. Yeah, 100%. You can have it. Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, but Glasgow was home to the last, I think it was the last homeopathy, homeopathy clinic in the UK. I now, what does that mean? It's basically more alternative medicine bullshit. But they had it at Gartnavel, because I used to work at Gartnavel for a year or two. And they had, I walked past it every single day. And every time I'd walk past it, I'd be like, what the fuck is that doing? So what there? are they kind of doing in there? It's not kind of, medicine. It's basically not medicine, yeah. Which looks like what? It would be things like maybe like acupuncture. Um, maybe there was one thing I seen on <laughs> Dragon's Den the other night. They had like seeds. All right. Maybe, maybe things like that. I don't know in, in this specific context. It might be, I think they kind of treat like um, like cancers and that, that sort of things. But it's like an alternative route. Mm-hmm. But not backed by by evidence based medicine. So alarming. Very alternative. So for anyone listening, if you're on Spotify, I'll put a question saying, "What do you think of Stephen Bartlett right now?" And it'll be in the the question box. There's a new feature on Spotify. If you're on YouTube, do the same. Just comment what you think of Stephen Bartlett recently. I've been on a whole thing where I'm like, I'm not about the call out culture. Like, so I don't really want this to be. Although we are slaughter and I'm like it's still a it's more of a wee bit of fun I don't like the whole you know the way like James Smith and like even the way Lane Norton does it and I do enjoy both of their content it's just Goob. yeah he takes it well too far but see the way that I think it just creates like a real toxic audience that just want to go after people do you know what I mean but that being said I would like Stephen Bartlett to stop Pushing absolute nonsense immediately. I would like it to stop. Do you want to read out some of them? I read them out the other day. I mean... Just, just start, mate. Yeah, so like we're looking at Spectre here. Um, what's the title for this? The Food Doctor. So it's always like some it's always some doctor, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Has, has he always got the, the title of doctor in the thumbnail? <laughs> right and, and, uh, and the caption yeah so the, and the title this one is for tim specter i think tim's been on maybe like three times i want right. to say which i don't even know like i've heard that people pay to get on diary of a ceo as well i've heard this i'm, I'm not I've, someone, allegedly someone needs to fact check that um but kieran hardly told you <laughs> I've never met Kieran. <laughs> I hope Kieran doesn't listen to this. <laughs> I've met Kieran once. <laughs> this one's called The Food Doctor. Extra protein is making you fatter. I highly doubt that, to be honest. Um, six food lies everyone still believes. So, to right. be honest, like that thumbnail's actually, or that, that title's not. That's not too bad. It's not too Just bad. Just look at the recent ones, though. Um, like, very recent ones. They're all crazy, mate. One was like, late night screen time causes cancer. <laughs> The world number one happiness expert. Uh, oh, mate, he was torturing all. <laughs> was he? He was the one that was saying 95% of the diets fail and all that. And he was saying happiness is a mind virus. What does that even mean? <laughs> the one about, happiness uh, is a mind virus. Happiness is a, a positive emotion. Virus sounds negative. So straight away, I'm just listening to that going, what are you talking about? They just they just say stuff, just yeah. mad mad stuff, just yeah. for clicks. I think on the ninety five percent of diets fail kind of claim, like that's a very popular claim you'll you'll hear online. Um, and it kind of, it kind of depends on the way you actually define diet success. But I think that do you know where I think I think that comes from 
a, a study, I'm sure it comes from a study, but a really old study where they done a, a stupid diet. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, so yeah, it, yeah. it comes from a study. That's why it's pushed so much. Mm. But I genuinely think it's been pushed by, like, food companies and stuff as well. Like, 95% of diets fail. I think, like, from... I mean, I, 95%, no, well, nearly 100% of bad dieting strategies fail. But that's just such a shit, shit statistic that that isn't even a real statistic. Because dieting, again, is like, there's loads of nuance to that. What did you do? Did you try yeah. 800 calories? Yeah, it didn't work. Well, like, obviously... Yeah, I think I think that the three main things you'd factor into that would be how do you define diet success? Was there a regimented exercise protocol, and and was there any sort of counselling involved in in that intervention? And a lot of these people love saying that exercise doesn't do anything for fat loss, right? They love saying yeah, that that's because nonsense because it gets clicks, yeah. and that's another thing that fries me to the core. Right. Is saying exercise doesn't do anything for fat loss because when it's it's infuriating to to argue with people that haven't worked with the general public do you get what i mean yeah. like work like because you can look at all all the studies you want but applying that study to the average person who's working to you mm. on a one-to-one -one basis the first thing you need from them is supporting them to trust you before you even fucking kick a ball you don't that's the first thing you need so when they're starting to talk about like diets, diets fail and like this certain diet worked for this certain person when they've not actually worked one-to-one -one with them. <sighs> um, I, it's just annoying to, to listen to people come out with claims that don't actually ever try to implement them one-to-one -one with someone and see how it actually works. Or claims that are just completely made up. So when I looked through Jason Fung's comments the other day on that Stephen Bartlett post, podcast i came into dale straight away i couldn't see one negative comment and like at all it was all and i i'm not even being funny right i think he is there's loads of bots on them as well yep. because some of the stuff doesn't make any sense right so like there was one comment loads of them don't have any like anything on the channel or whatever which is pretty common on youtube because the average person doesn't post anything on youtube they just have a channel so they can watch stuff and comment but it was like fasting saved my life and got me the girl of my dreams people don't say stuff like that and right don't we i don't want to clip this right but there's someone we know that has bought subscribers and stuff and he's loving it he actually like, he's got like a fucking plaque and all this like a, the hundred thousand plaque and he's bought all of them really? but loads of it's uh bought generated i didn't know this and the, like we were kind of like slagging him a little bit for the comments he's getting because he believes they're real people but they're not and it's just like stuff like that. It's like this guy's this guy is the man, knows what he's talking about. And then one of them was like, He's so sexy and it's like, mate, people aren't just commenting on your stuff saying <laughs> you're so sexy. Like that just doesn't happen. Um yeah. so I seen quite a lot of comments that were like that. And like I'm completely speculating. But see when I look at things and I'm like, my alarm bells start ringing, usually something's going on. Yeah. I mean I, I Have you read the comments? They're all like if you, if you just look at the, the the comments and go down like three pages, it's all outrageously positive. It's all positive. And I know for a fact Jason Fung is one of the most hated people within the like anyone who's actually trying to help people lose weight yeah. and isn't 
fabricating what they're saying and goes by evidence. He is so hated because he talks so much shite. So there's no way that there wouldn't be comments that have like 5,000 likes that would just be like Jason Fung is the biggest charlatan in the fitness industry or in the in the nutrition industry. There's no way that there wouldn't be comments like that. So how is he? How has he managed to get his comment section all flooded with just nice comments? Yeah, I think you're probably right when you say that there's probably some bot action. They're probably deleting a lot of comments. I mean, like even just scrolling here through the episode. And I haven't watched the episode. I, I couldn't put myself through the episode, uh, <laughs> even though I tried a few times. But like the first episode, <laughs> the first uh, comment is, finally, Jason Fung. Who's commenting that? Yeah, no one No give, one speaks like that. Give me a break. Uh Second one is about a plastic surgeon speaking with Jason Fung, overwhelmingly positive. Um, you are a justified hero. Um, as a doctor myself, I can responsibly say this man speaks hard topics in a concise and knowledgeable manner. But I think they're put into an AI generator. I reckon they mm. put like four names. Can you write me a comment and use the word fasting? Dr. Fung, weight loss, yeah, and then generating like 50 comments and just posting them. Uh, to be honest, like some of the keywords kind of match the title in that as well. Like this here comment says like fasting is key to curing obesity and promoting a healthier lifestyle. And that kind of ties in with the title. So they said fasting's, so yeah, so yeah, when, how well. SEO works is you want to mention the title and the description, but I would imagine it would also help if it's filtered through the comments. Oh, probably, I would assume so, yeah. So they're just trying to get all the keywords in the comments, mate. They, it's outrageous the lengths they're going to to get views and spread false information. The fact that they even get, they even put out twenty test um, thumbnails or thumbnails is <laughs> even wild. We beat that dead horse. <laughs> yeah, I know. I've the best word, but I like it. I'm never going to be able to say thumbnails ever again. I think the worst part about this is, to be honest, Gav, like this episode nearly has 500,000 views in four days. Like 500,000 people across across the world who are potentially buying into this nonsense. Like that's not going to do their health and nutrition literacy any good at all. If anything, maybe they're tuning in just for a bit of fun, just to see what like what Fung's talking about now. But what I've, would you say on just on fasting itself, right? Just what would be your general consensus consensus of using fasting as a tool for fat loss? If you were to break it down as simply as you could, how would you use it? What is it useful for? Is it useful? And in what context is it useful? I think it can be useful. I mean, it's just a, a different type of time-restricted feeding. It's similar to intermittent fasting. Maybe you have like a 16-8 window. He talks about it as intermittent fasting. He's not really talking about full-day fasting. He's not talking about full-day nah. fasting. But I know that full-day fasting is trendy the, right he's, now. He's touched on it, but in that podcast, he was more just talking about like pushing your... He was more talking about like you fast going to bed anyway yeah. and he was then he was like talking about pushing it to like 18 hour fast and stuff so not like full day fast right okay but 18 hours in the, the context of you sleeping for like 10 of those or 8 to 10 of those I th yeah I think from a weight management perspective as long as calories are equated across the week like yeah you can have your one to two days of fasting but as long as calories are equated you're gonna get very similar outcomes so you there's not not uh, one jaw difference. Between. I'm not back in fasting at all. Maybe maybe you could do it from a spiritual perspective, and that that's completely fine. Um, 
maybe people get mental clarity benefits from it. I know people get that from intermittent fasting, but people promoting fasting programs like Fung for $1,200, like fucking nonsense, man. Like, yeah, absolute bollocks. I think the only things that you can say about fasting is potentially you might have a clearer head for someone who maybe does computer work in the morning. Maybe you'll benefit from like not eating early in the morning in terms of restricting calories. It could be a helpful tool, but if you're, you're someone that does labor intensive work straight away, then I would argue that having carbs before you do that job would be more helpful. So it wouldn't be helpful for people doing like physical jobs and then I would also make the point that whenever I've worked, this is why, I, honestly, mate, this is why I hate listening to people like this that don't work one-to-one with people because a lot of the people I've worked with who've tried intermittent fasting, it very much, because, like we see with Slimming World, Weight Watchers, or like when people start using the food scoring system in Zoe, they end up with bad relationships with food, because intermittent fasting isn't enough knowledge to then go away and understand how you lose weight and keep it off because there's nothing to do with energy balance, higher protein intakes to keep you fuller, more fruit and veg. It's just literally like either calories or intermittent fasting. Neither of like just doing a calorie deficit isn't enough to lose weight and keep it off because you won't know how to do it and you need, you'll need to change some of your diet if you just go and eat all of that on like... Un- unfilling foods then you're going to start binging probably same way if you just intermittent fast what I've found with people is they just intermittent binge hmm. they just I like that they just start binging at night yeah yeah. because they don't they've not changed any of the way that they eat and I know he goes on about carbs but he also misrepresents what carbs do as well he basically is facilitating like he's basically saying that if you spike your in, your insulin all day by having car like having carbs throughout the day, you spike your insulin all yeah. day. So therefore, you can't lose weight because you can't lose weight when you have an yeah. insulin spike, which also isn't true. Before the podcast, I wrote down a few claims from Gary Brecker, okay. who works with Dana White. Yeah, yeah. So everyone would know Dana White. Like this is already like, oh, if you're working with someone like Dana White, you must know your shit. Mm-hmm. I would argue that's definitely not the case do you think a massive reason why these people start spouting shit is because they already have a massive platform usually they're pushing why is Dana White like piping up about his food usually they're the people uh, Miller coin Miller go like this Miller coin no I'm just doing anything (laughs) (laughs) I was like what are you doing Miller coin that's all he's doing it for um yeah, usually people are pushing some bullshit dietary supplement or bullshit service on the back end. If if they're like coming coming Right, so what's Gary Breck? I've been saying, mate, I watched him swirl about some water and right, say I, that I, it, it changed the uh, The charge. What was he said? I mean, my let me, let me read the, the quote. Okay, go. Cool. Because I've got I've got three quotes for you here, Gav. And you're gonna say whether or not you think they're th- true or false. Let me be the interviewer here. Okay, <laughs> let's go. Right. Number one. Diet and exercise don't come close. The stripping fat off your body compared to cold water. True or false? 
Shoot me in the fucking face. <laughs> Shoot me in the face. I cold water. So he's arguing that cold water does more for fat loss. Than this, this is from an episode of Stephen's podcast, actually. Okay, cool. The, 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 thing, the thing is, like, a lot of the, the people who go on Stephen's podcast as well, who are spewing the shit, they all sound super confident. And he, like, I, I watched him spew that out and he sounded like he, he sounded like really confident in his his delivery if he was like the first person i was listening to on that podcast i would think oh this is great yeah but when you know a little bit better and you're a little bit critical you can understand that this is fucking crazy talk yeah yeah like he's yeah, he's, he's clearly a charlatan so the second thing is true or false it takes three minutes to liquefy lean muscle this is in the context of cardio Takes three minutes to liquefy. To liquefy. What does liquefy even mean in that context? When the muscles <laughs> break, be liquefied? break down. I don't know. <laughs> three minutes to break them down. What? So, like, if you've been going to the gym for ten years, you do three minutes of cardio and you lose all your gains. <laughs> That's what that sounds like, mate. Three minutes to liquefy all. Does he say all your muscle? Sounds cool though, doesn't it? But does he say all your muscle? I think he said it takes three minutes to liquefy lean muscle. That's what he said. That's what I'm quoting. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck does that See what I mean They just They just come on and say I'm so dumb I watched that And I'll, people actually believe it I watched a Liam Norton video on this And he said like He's just making shit up <laughs> I think like, He clearly is and The last one I think is the best And the one that you, you've kind of touched on is And then this is This is just gold <laughs> Praying And speaking to water <laughs> Makes it more hydrating And changes the charge Making it more viable <laughs> What was it he said what was it he said about what me he spun at the end and he went, This changes the Oh he said more? I didn't I thought no, that was the there, end was of it. A, there was a full I video, mate. I thought it was just that one quote. I watched it. I watched it. He said something wild. The thing is if if I'm denying evidence based medicine and nutrition, um, in my conspiracy thinking like uh, echo chamber. Yeah. That sounds plausible. Fuck yeah, I'm gonna believe in I'm gonna buy into that. Well, it's very easy to see why, because people are going very anti-government and stuff, and then they just go, "But the government's control the tap water," and then you can see where the where it all comes from. One of the one of the things about these charlatans as well, maybe just like a a last point, is the fact that often they will have really aggressive cult followings. So if you clip this, or if you like clip anything we said, the chances of us actually getting some. Uh, <laughs> flack in the comments is pretty high oh definitely yeah because because like they're going to come after us and the, the kind of the fact that we're going against their claims and their whole like philosophy well keto and slamming world is they are similar full, is it they're full-on cults <laughs> no they are <laughs> really? yeah like that's why i stopped really doing nutrition stuff it's wild yeah people yeah. have and to, like see if you made a full day of eating video people will comment on anything like Oh, you have white rice instead of brown. Oatmeal and broccoli. That's a common one. What about it? Oh, oatmeal's bad for you. Oatmeal's bad. Why does Broccoli's oatmeal get bad. so much hate? I don't get it. This is this is Paul Saladino written all over it. Who's a medical doctor? So a medical doctor is coming up again. But he he basically will pick an isolated compound within broccoli or within oatmeal. With broccoli, for example, he'll say that. This causes low thyroid. Low thyroid is associated with weight gain. Therefore, if you eat broccoli, you're going to gain weight. How does broccoli no, no, nonsense. contribute to low thyroid? He's, he's taking like an isolated compound. I don't, I don't know what mechanistic. But basically, they always just take one thing, run with it, don't they? Yeah, pretty much. But like, if you look at any research on broccoli, it's all great. <laughs> like, it's all completely sound. <laughs> who's who's this arguing? man? We took a study of 
30 participants. They all ate broccoli and they survived. Yeah, but oatmeal's the same. Like, like food's like, but then again, he's pushing the carnivore diet, which. I see you got courses on the carnivore diet. Well, he, he was in business with Liver King, so like pushing the dietary supplement. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, exactly. There we go. What are these people at? <laughs> Why do people. But do you think there's an element going to be pretty harsh here? See if you believe it. Some there's got to be some like responsibility for that. I have friends who buy into carnivore, <laughs> but you do like. You, but you would look at them sometimes and go, "I can educate you as much as possible." But if you're just something inside you wants to believe this stuff, usually I tend to find it's they don't want to take responsibility for something. Mm. So they'll. What they what they there's a something inside of them that wants to believe this, so they don't have to take responsibility, and it just some people you're never gonna get to come round, mate. My mum will honestly do anything. Would our full life would have done anything, but just try eat better and exercise. Yeah, anything. She's bought one. Of, she. Well, this is quite a funny story. She has a. <laughs> So my mum's into like astrology, healing rocks, crystals, angel cards, all of the healing stuff. She um, what's her star sign? I don't know. Doesn't believe. Doesn't drink tap water. Oh right, fuck. I've I've she once gave me in trouble for sunbathing outside because there was a plane going past with stuff coming out the back of it, and she believed that those chemtrails were going to kill me. But she now has, like, a little a little device that spins her water. Like, it's probably, like, what Gary Brecker's promoting. And she believes that once that water's charged, it's going to c- cure her. I, and I always ask, cure you of what, though? And she's like, everything. And I'm like, what, your arthritis? And she's like, yeah, my arthritis, my mental health. And... Like, my my mum, I can't help, you cannot help her, do you know what I mean? So there's some people that are so far in the rabbit hole, like, because these are conspiracy theories though, aren't they? Yeah, 100%. Like these, these aren't actually like, oh, these are nutrition hacks, or like, oh, there might be some evidence to support these nutrition claims. They are just mental statements off of mental people working with the likes of, when see when people were like, don't know if the Liver King's on gear. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Stephen had the Liver King on his, uh, his podcast as well. Like, Is that still on YouTube? I think he might have, he's, he's known for taking episodes down. It might be down. I would assume it's down because he took one down of one of the guys. <laughs> the guy was like the most obvious scam of all time. Yeah, just eat raw liver. I mean, you're, you eat raw test <laughs> into your eyeballs. I think it was in, in more plates, more dates kind of... Uh, when he done that video on Liver King, like it was, it was a full fucking stack of HGH and yeah, it was mental. That guy was running the biggest stack ever invented. Yeah, it's it's quite a plethora of gear. (laughs) (laughs) He was spending serious money on it as well, like thousands. He was actually quite funny. After did you see him? He was just Liver King was. Yeah, he was just just (laughs) he was videoing himself just going into restaurants and just (laughs) going to the waiter. I'm on steroids. Can we have a table for two? Oh, I didn't know this. Yeah. I, I thought his apology video was hilarious where he started talking about like how he was doing it for the viewers. <laughs> but then people still believe the people that are associated with him. What, like Saladino? Aye. 
Oh, he has a cult following. But do you, do you think people need to take a bit of responsibility though for like what they believe? <laughs> yes. Because come on, man, Gary Brecker spinning a bit of water and telling you that it's changing the components of the water. It's just mental. Yeah, Gary's an interesting cat. I mean, he's <laughs> the thing is like there's I, I listened to a bit of that podcast episode and there's there's a lot of good things he was saying. It's just when he comes out with statements like that, you're like, wow, here we go. Like you you've really just tarnished every single aspect of everything you said prior to that we're yeah. talking about like how yeah prayer influences the charge in water maybe it does and i just don't fucking know have i ever told you about <laughs> the 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 rock thing with my mum no the so <laughs> you probably have by the way i mean so my so for christmas one time like I know I've got a bad. I've, like, I haven't seen my mum in a year now, right? No, I didn't know that, right? Um, Is she like, right? I know I'm not. I don't think she'll be all right, but <laughs> I just can't deal with it anymore. Like, I genuinely can't deal with it. But so I've I've tried to help her like a million times. I think that's why I'm I can't do it anymore because I've actually just like gave everything. Like I've tried everything to help her. Yeah. And um, so even just to like try make her happy right she told me there was this um new therapy they done where it was like they had stones and you went on a zoom call with us just crackpot woman right she was she was american but she was trying to move to australia she's like tell me about how she has all these credentials and i'm like looking at it and i'm just like yeah this is all just just made up stuff she's like she's like oh yeah i was like used to be whatever and I was like yeah that's nothing to do with like you being able to do any sort of therapy <laughs> whatsoever um, yeah. but the it was £350 for an hour long Zoom session I gave my mum the money for it and I, like, I knew it was obviously bollocks right but there's no reasoning with my mum when she believes this stuff like she'll just argue to the death with you about it, yeah. like over and over and over again. And I, I all and like she knows it pisses me off. I was watching another thing, by the way. I, I like the other day with a therapist. It was a podcast, and he was talking about baiting, and it's something people that are usually have like got narcissistic parents or a narcissistic partner. Baiting is when someone just says keeps doing stuff that they know irritates the other person, and it just summed up my full like relationship with my mum she just says stuff that she knows will wind me up just for the sake of wind me up right but I just went right if you really want to do it I'll give you the money for it and I gave her the money and I went on the women's YouTube and she literally just like see if you got a sore shoulder right she just gets you to get like a rock and you just tap wherever you're sore and say, like, say all this mad shit it's almost like a fucking I don't know like a tribal like like imagine like a a, a tribe in the Amazon rainforest just yep. saying right like stuff like that right she's just tapping her shoulder and then like they come away and they're just like the woman's like oh yeah it feels better <laughs> and I watched it and then I went I sent my mum the 350 quid <laughs> and then she, she, she was like so grateful she was phoning me crying oh. she was like so happy and all this and then she, she, I was at hers like two weeks later and she was like trying to show me the YouTube video of it. I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> I don't want to see. We're in the wrong business. I, I, like, I, I gave you the money for it. I'm happy you done it. Like, I'm really happy for you. I hope it went well. I hope your 
knees feeling a bit better mm. from the contact with the stone, the magic stone. <laughs> but I don't want to see it. <laughs> I just don't want to see it. Please don't show me it. And she was like, no, I really want to show you. I was like, no, 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 no. I, I, I physically can't see you tap your knee with stone, please. But I hope you, I hope it helped. Because see if it gave her a wee bit of placebo, placebo effect for yeah, two weeks. Yeah. And she did think she felt better. Then fuck it. The 350 quid was worth it. She felt better for two weeks. But... It was bollocks. It was the biggest load of bollocks I've ever seen. It's, that's the worst one I've ever seen. But she's, aye, she's got, she paid about 300 quid for that spinny water thing. Your mum did as well? And that's all conspiracy theorists that, that are, that I've, so I had a mate called Troy in Australia and his grandpa, right, right massive conspiracy theorist. I know his dad actually, but he was, he was like in his 70s. He was like, he had like an old dad and, uh, he actually passed away, which is horrendous, right? But we were having conversations. He was like, look what my dad sends me. Um, like, just the messages. And it, the wording was exactly the way my mum speaks. Right. Okay. And I was like, mate, that's so weird. Like, that's the way my mum texts me. Just, like, links to something, some conspiracy. And then being like, you need to watch out for this. My mum would send me stuff like that all the time. And then he showed me his Facebook. First thing that came up is his dad... With a thing that spins water. <laughs> There's a common theme as well with a lot of people who buy into conspiracy theories is that they will always reject reject scientific uh, literature. You'll see right. things like studies, 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 and like, oh, I don't need to see any of that. Like, I, I've got my guru and all this, this and that. But they, are, I find a lot of the gurus that they follow often say, "This is what the research says." Oh, and they, they then just, there's never like it's just it's so easy to go this is what the research says and then they don't they don't show you any quote some rodent pish or some in vitro crap like something or they take one sentence from one study that showed the opposite <laughs> of what they're saying yeah yeah i mean like a screenshot of a scientific paper like it, it can be quite convincing even if it is worthless oh that's all they need yeah that's just all you know that's all you need for a one screenshot short clip yeah one tiny bit this is what the literature says and then don't actually explain it and then you can get away with your get away with murder lad get away with it what do you think of uh that's not a nice topic actually like a conspiracy what are conspiracy theories that your mum believes (laughs) uh the fiber optic stuff (laughs) um causing cancer that's one isn't it that uh, she's always been big into um aspartame i heard you say it uh, yeah, Spartium. Spartium. Yeah. Uh, she's been she's been banging on about that one since she was about twelve. She was actually called it with the pedo stuff. <laughs> she, my mom was early on Epstein. What the Catholic priest? No, on Epstein. <laughs> right. My mom, I reckon my mom fucking found that before anyone else. Really? My mom's been telling me about pedos since I was about thirteen, mate. Yeah, no, that's that's quite impressive actually. She's <laughs> like, hey, it's all gonna come out. These are all pedos, and I'm like, ah, you fucking mental case. She was right. Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks gets a lot. Is of Tom flag. Hanks on it? I, I don't know, but uh, people online seem. To, <laughs> but then again, people online say a lot of shit. Um, Stephen Hawkins is on it. On Epstein's list, I've seen that. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see the clip of the the Simpsons? <laughs> no. No. The Simpsons, like they clipped it years ago where they they show Stephen Hawking like flying in his wheelchair to some island <laughs> oh really <laughs> yeah. you, like if you can get this clip off you need to show it like <laughs> but yeah they, they called it Stephen, oh, Stephen Epstein Stephen Hawking was doing this years ago uh, my mum has been on about Epstein for ages 
That's imp- I mean. Chemtrails, loves chemtrails. And mostly just government stuff. She always likes to just say that everything's going to come out. She used to just enjoy that sense. Everything's all going to come out. And I'm like, <laughs> what, what is everything? <laughs> and when's it going to come out? And you just be like, it's coming very soon. <laughs> and I'd be like, but what? <laughs> I think we'd be like... <laughs> I'd be like, no, but honestly... What is coming out? And she'd be like, all of it. Like, what the fuck is what? Any of tell me, uh, tell me a slither, then mother. Just be slither. Give me, give me a trailer of what's coming out. And she'd be like, just you wait and see. You don't listen to me in a bit, right? Cool. I think when it comes to conspiracy theories as well, like I, I don't know what I'm talking about realistically. Uh, but there is a great book by Dr. David Robert Grimes called The Irrational Ape, where he really dives into conspiracy theories, which listeners might appreciate i think it's like maybe like 10 or 12 quid on online irrational weight the irrational ape. fuck the listeners i'll listen to it um i'll give you the book but like he's uh he's also a great follow on instagram for kind of calling out bullshit basically um always calling out shit. he's calling out the kardashians all the time for oh, what really? they, yeah because they're promoting such nonsense as well mm. full body scans this uh, just yeah just worthless things that people don't need it's really proper fear monger and stuff there's no way Stephen Bartlett listens to these people and believes them that's why it's mm, he's one of the most yeah. morally ethic, uh, unethical people at the moment in the world like with the amount of money he's making and I, I would love to sit down and just like I don't think he's a, a re, like he's, I don't think he's a real human I don't think he's I think he's you, you to do something like that you would have to be sociopathic to not think of the consequences, like because as humans we care about other humans, and most of us do, like the majority of humans like really care about other humans. That's just one of our tendencies to want to look after those around us. Otherwise, you would just wouldn't give a fuck if you had a kid or whatever. So the fact he doesn't care about the impact his podcast has on people, allegedly, I think he's a sociopath. Allegedly, <laughs> does that help? Because he, he maybe a little bit. <laughs> I'll phone my fucking lawyer. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I mean, the people at Stevens Platform. I mean, I think like uh, you're kind of touching on it. Maybe even the products and services he's endorsing as well, which I have issues, certain issues with. Um, and it's the same. The thing is, like, Stevens not isolated in this in this alone. Like, it's it's also Andrew Huberman. It's also my personal favourite podcaster, Chris Williamson, and I put him on a pedestal because mm. I, I, I think of him in such high regard. I put you on him, didn't I? You did? Yeah. Yeah, we had that one Asahi, which was class. <laughs> Do you remember that? I called him a virgin at IFS by mistake. Oh, you did, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I compared him to my who, to my friend who was on Love Island. He was like, oh, I was right. like, oh, mate, you reminded me of my friend that was on Love Island. Who, he's called Brett, and he was like... Oh, Brett, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Guy. Um... But he got a lot of slack on there. And I was like, yeah, he's a bit eccentric, really smart guy, so probably didn't suit Love Island. I was like, to be honest, like yourself, he's a bit of a virgin. I'd had 10 pints. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, did you just call me a virgin? And I was like, I think I did, mate, but I never meant it. Uh, to honest, nice to meet you. <laughs> love the pod. <laughs> I love Chris's podcast, to be honest with you. In the Life Hacks ones are the best. But yeah, he's promoting that athletic screens but shit, isn't he? In fairness to Chris and in, in fairness to Dr. Huberman, like they're actually platforming great guests. Like if you go through their, their catalogue, like Dr. Huberman's got a guest series with Dr. Andy Galpin, and, which is incredible. I've listened to a few of them. Unbelievable 
guest series, all for that. Um, Chris Williamson's had like as Huberman had like a tear on. And then what's that guy that's really smart in Zone Two cardio? Has he had him on? There's like a, I would say he's maybe Eastern European of some kind. He's well, he's very intelligent. I had well, no, I had Peter Tia had him on. That was great for mm. cardio stuff. Bit too complex, but good right. lesson. No, but like, it, it, yeah, in fairness to podcasters like Doctor Huberman um, and Chris, like they've had some great guests. Whereas if you go through the yeah, the catalogue of Stephen is just not the same. I mean, um, I guess like, yeah, Huberman and Chris are promoting Athletic Greens and when you're a professor at Stanford, promoting a, a proprietary blend greens powder does not look well on you. Mm-hmm. It really doesn't. I mean, I mean, it's you could promote any dietary supplement in the world or any product and service, yet you're promoting something that is essentially worthless to the general public. However, like <laughs> if you're... Um, working for athletic greens and you've landed a professor at stanford to promote your bullshit product you have smashed it mm-hmm. like you have really smashed it out the park so I'm, I'm quite impressed by the people at uh athletic greens for doing that um i think can, can i say something maybe yeah, just to end the podcast is that like if anyone is tuning into steven's podcast on a regular basis maybe just exert extreme caution with any of the nutrition experts he's platforming because a lot of the time they're selling you on their bullshit dietary supplement their bullshit service or they're pushing an agenda um and some sensationalist narrative and also useful you, for you, you said it best when you said <laughs> that not one of them is an evidence-based nutrition or dietitian or with a credential that you would no. that, that is specific in nutrition you said he's never you said you looked through and he's, you've not seen one as far as i'm aware james smith is the most qualified person to speak on evidence-based nutrition that he's had on and, james and i like james smith but that's terrifying yeah james would admit himself like that that's a red flag <laughs> yeah i reckon he would he would um, yeah he would i think he's just one of the people that can break down evidence the best for the average population mm. Should, that's his job. His job is taking smarter people's research and translating it to the subpar human like myself. I think maybe also something just for your audience. Am I smarter than that I let on, do you think? Yeah, 100%. Oh, definitely. There's probably just elements of imposter syndrome where like, I, I would be the exact same. I, I, would really I think it's even like the way I speak. And I don't even, I get often get told I've got a a uni accent, but then other people will be like, you're dumb as fuck listening to the way you speak. I mean, I, 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 I TikTok comments, but I think it's just because I don't sound like an utter, utter reprobate, but like I, I know, still speak very yeah. Scottish, if you know what I mean. There's a bit of an Australian twang, I think, in you. Shut up. <laughs> talk, talk, coming from the person that moved to Australia within two days was saying, what was it you started saying? Bucks. Yeah, I bucks. And you're like, we say that back home. I was like, do we fuck me? <laughs> you're like, I we always say bucks. And I was like, no, we absolutely yeah, definitely I've, don't. I've been saying fucking oath for years. <laughs> <laughs> you picked up straight away and then you're like, you've got an Australian twang. I was like, I refuse to say anything to Australian say <laughs> over here ever. Anyway, we'll end it there. Yeah. I'm going to have you on again, definitely. That'd be great. Um, as in, I want to start a monthly thing because I do James and Dale. Sometimes I'm having to sit and I actually like debunk what James is saying sometimes. <laughs> Oh, that's not so hard. <laughs> Sometimes I just come out that's with fun. something. Like, what was it he said the other day? He said, um, cheese is as addictive as cocaine. <laughs> I was like, Where cool. is he pulling that from? <laughs> cool. maybe, maybe that's sound. Right. Um, thank you very much for listening, and we'll catch you in the next one.